Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. And you're back for another week. Yes. If it's your first time tuning in, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we drop a new episode. And don't forget to write in to us at categoryispod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on all things social media at categoryispod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> tweet, tweet. How was your weekend, Maurice? My weekend was good. On Saturday, I had to do some work. I have a couple of presentations um, in the coming week, so I had to do some of that and make some PowerPoints. And you better work. Do some research for, for that coming up. And then on Sunday, I had brunch with one of my really good friends. Um, mm-hmm. We haven't seen each other in a while, which we kind of just realized that it had been a long time Aww. since we hung out. But, you know, we both got boyfriends and careers and you know how life gets in the way yeah, sometimes so have real but, grown up lives yeah but it was good to catch up with her we had um a really fun brunch and so shout out to camille hey camille hey, how you doing <laughs> okay yeah how was your weekend my weekend was fun friday night mm-hmm. was kind of chilled okay went mm-hmm. to dinner okay um anywhere good I'm trying to remember I got a lot this weekend. <laughs> I got a lot. I can't even remember. Oh, wow. And then on um, Saturday morning, went to brunch at White Dog. Okay. Got a cute little bottomless situation. They do have a bottomless situation. You know, the food is far from the table. You know, mm-hmm. I prefer a little preservatives and canned things. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm semi-homemade. But it was With good. Sandra Lee. Sandra Lee. That's my boo. <laughs> it's cocktail time. Cocktail time. You that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we just kind of like... Hung around the city, walked mm-hmm. out. It was a beautiful day to just like day drink. You know, day drinking yeah. is one of my favorite hobbies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so we just day drink. We? We. Drank, oh. Day drink okay. all day. Mm-hmm. Me and my someone I'm seeing, day okay. drank all day. Okay. And then we um, went back to, um, you know, home and chilled out. And we went and saw the movie Us. <laughs> How was it? Well, you know, I do not like horror. Um, my favorite genre of movie is like romantic comedy. Rom-coms. Yeah, I'm rom-com queen. Yeah. That's where I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll also go see a comedy, like a slapstick silly okay. comedy. Yeah. And I'll also see a drama yeah, from time drama. to time. Yeah. I don't fucks with the horror. I don't understand and paying to get scared. I already deal with anxiety, so it kind of <laughs> makes, like, why would I pay somebody to make yeah. anxiety worse? Mm-hmm. And I also forget where I'm at. Like, I think I kind of embarrassed him at the movie theater because okay. I'm standing up in my seat. I'm punching at the air. I'm screaming. I'm hollering. Oh, no. I'm one of them people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking back You're, to the screen. Yeah. I forget where I am. You ruin it for everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sit other people. <laughs> but I yell at the screen. Mm-hmm. I talk about how dumb the bitch is. It's, but I, and I don't like to come up out of my shell, but horror does that some, to me. Okay. Uh, but when saw us... I'm not going to give any spoilers, and we can talk about it actually later in the program. Okay. Because uh, I have some my thoughts on it. All right. But yeah, did that. Uh, this morning, we just went to brunch. We? Yes, I told you we went oh, to brunch. Okay. And then we um, just hung out. They drank, walked around, saw my friend play a dodgeball, and, you know, just hung out. Is it the gay league? It is. It is the, the, stone, the stone wall. wall. Okay. Yes. They have too many leagues for me. Well, oh my God, child. I think what they have. I did kickball, actually. Yeah, you did. Three or four, I actually did it for four seasons, but I really only participated in three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
kickball is fun. Okay. But then it just got to be not so fun because yeah. you know when you work a lot, it's like you're one free day off. You don't want to spend it having forced fun. Mm-hmm. But you know, kickball. I met some great friends. I hope that they're listening. They're awesome people. They're wonderful. Um, I I think our team was super special. Okay. Um, but y'all won. Oh, we won several times. Twice. Yeah. Twice. You better okay. know it. You got your trophy. <laughs> I named right. that. Wow. But you know, we were a team of color. You know, mm-hmm. it was a lot of. People of different ages, sizes, sizes colors, backgrounds, yeah. orientations. We were a truly inclusive team. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I have my own things with Stonewall. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still a good organization. It's nice to have the gays come out and be athletic yeah. and social and fun. Yeah. But they have, what, billiards? They have... They do? They do. I was going to do... they have bowling now, too. Really? I don't know. I was going to do volleyball, but practice nights just didn't work for me. Yeah, it's like, uh, practice? Yeah. Who's trying to do that? Not me. Not me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm booked and busy. <laughs> and then they and, have... and plus, you got a man's. So, right. you know, you ain't there for like what the rest of <laughs> for them are for. Yeah. And then I think they have... Do they have basketball? I think that's too hardcore for the gays. Okay. They just want to put on some short shorts and look cute. Short shorts, high socks, and a too tight t-shirt. Yeah. Yes. And not do anything else. And maybe a handkerchief. Ooh. Ooh. Colored? Yes. And and it don't be be matching a t-shirt. They be letting you know, honey. It's a little code. Yeah, it's getting (laughs) that handy code, honey. But anyway, Uh, child, let's get into what we drinking for this week. So this week, in honor of springtime... We are drinking a cherry blossom because I think it's cherry blossom time in D.C. Yes, I read online and don't quote me or don't, you know, hold me to it. But yeah. I think that the cherry blossoms are projected so, yeah. to blossom mm-hmm. on April 6th. Oh, OK. Because they never really know exactly when it is. They never and know. So the first day of spring was Wednesday. It last was. Wednesday. Yeah. And so the, do you know they have a specific time? When it's officially spring, it was like 5.58 p.m. You shouldn't mean. No, I'm serious. Mm. Yeah. So in D.C. and also in Japan, they have the Sakura Festival. Ooh, Sakura. Yeah. They good sushi on the cheek. <laughs> sakura means cherry blossom. Oh, that's In Japanese, it? yeah. Okay. And so in Japan, they see an influx of tourists around this time because people are like waiting for the, ch- the cherry trees to blossom. Right. Yeah, so... You know, and that's a and really good scent at Bath and Body Works, too. It, My sisters used to wear that all the time. The Japanese, the, the, the cherry, Japanese cherry blossom. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody wears that. So in our cherry blossom drink, we have Grey Goose Cherry Noir, vodka, some lemon juice, simple syrup, and a float of club soda. Ooh, a float. Yeah. Club soda. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, cheers to the cherry blossom. Cheers to spring. Yes. Make sure you got your allergy medication on. Because <laughs> it's about to get Get your Zyrtec. Your Allegra. Mm-hmm. Your Claritin. Claritin D. Yes, it's Everything. about to get real. Yes. All right. So let's get into our first category for the week. Category, category, category is... Sober House. So before we get into this topic, we're going to do a trigger warning and a disclaimer. Addiction is a disease. It is very serious. Lots of people are bad on the addiction. We are not making fun of it or light of it. We're just reporting on the news. Mm-hmm. We're reporting on what is in the pop culture and the media. And let's discuss. Yes. So last Tuesday, Wendy Williams announced on her show that she was living in a sober house. <laughs> Okay, and... I'm sorry, not to laugh. Not to laugh. Mm -hmm. It's a serious matter. But she said the only people who knew were Kevin, 
Big Kevin, little Kevin, okay. her husband and son, and, son. and that um, she felt the need to be honest well, with her audience. Okay. Lie number one. Exactly. And my thing is, if we're going to be in recovery, it's about being it's honest about with being yourself. Honest. Unless steps, it's about honey. making amends. Yeah. You know, and let's just be real. Yeah. I and mean, don't try to fake the phone. Exactly. You know, don't try to bullshit the bullshitter. And she was just saying that, you know, she's been living in a sober house in the tri... She almost says south... <laughs> <laughs> she corrected herself in the tri-state area. Yeah, uh, South Jersey. I think. No, not South Jersey. South Jersey's a little far. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be South Connecticut. That's the only place I really that makes sense would be South Jersey. Unless, she, unless it was no, South she's not coming. I think she was in South Bronx, mm. but she ain't coming all the way to South Jersey. No, every night. No. Yeah, but she says she's living with a whole bunch of you know college-age men. Well, she said like, she's a whole she, bunch of dirty boys. Oh well, in a sober house. Uh, and that she goes after recording every day at Wendy she goes and she does her two to three hours of Pilates and then she goes to her appointments and I don't think that they're necessarily appointments she's going to NA meetings yeah and she's going to her meetings and she's keeping up with her 12 steps by going to the meetings and hearing the stories of other people struggling with addiction and then she goes to her sober house and then she comes home and again my heart goes out to Wendy and I think that it's been speculated for a long time yeah She's been dealing with some kind of a, a potential relapse. She's been very open, and she's no, talked she about hasn't. In, no. She, in the past, she's been very okay. open about her drug use. Even if you go way back to her radio days when she got into that uh, argument with, with Whitney mm-hmm, Houston, mm-hmm. they was both using like crazy oh, yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. back at that time. And Wendy was like, "Don't make me put you out there on Front Street, Wendy." But I think you know the since then, Wendy's gotten herself together. Okay. She's gotten clean. Has she? I believe that she has. Because I've also seen a progression in, or a deterioration in her. You know, it, I think it all started last Halloween when she fainted. When she fell out, yeah. And then after that, you know, she was saying, oh, it's my thyroid. Oh, it's my shoulder. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it was all these other medical yeah. conditions that necessarily mm-hmm. didn't make sense. A 50-year-old woman should not be breaking her hip and her shoulder. Right. And it was also like, you know, when she would be talking on the show, she would forget her words. And then they brought one of she the always, producers on mm-hmm. who basically ran hot topics. Yeah. So there was some clear things that were happening, but there was nothing more clear than you being gone for three months mm-hmm. and you have Jesse O'Connell or whatever his name is. Jerry. Jerry O'Connell mm-hmm. and Kiki Palmer and everybody else. <laughs> you know, her name is Lauren. Is it? Yeah. Oh, she should have stuck with that. Mm-hmm. You know how we feel about a Kiki. Yeah. But you have all these other Nick people. Cannon. Nick Cannon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Covering for you. And then you come back and you don't address the elephant in the room until two yeah. weeks later. Yeah. What I truly believe is someone had a team. Oh, they did. Them. And their meetings was mm-hmm. not that anonymous. At all. And someone was letting you know that they was going to spill the tea and you had to get in front of it. Yeah. But we talked about this before. And so when we first mentioned it, I was like, she should have just came out with whatever it was back then. Right. When you tell the truth, you only got to tell it one time. One time. Can't no other bitch read you with your own tea. Nope. So if you knew you were keeping this secret and it could potentially come out at some point, just say it. Just t- Just tell it. And the opportunity she missed right there was, had she gotten out in front of it, had she spoken her truth at that moment when she first came back, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't need to go through all of this. Right. And it's just like, okay, well, what's the truth, Wendy? Is it your Graves disease, your thyroid, or you on that cocaine again? Right. Now I'm living in this sober house. And then, so then it's like, well, what about your husband and his mistress? And then the mistress was posting pictures they on vacation right now. Yeah. 
on vacation. Her son just went off to college. Yeah. And again, I know that Wendy says, like, you know, she doesn't want to discuss her personal business on on her um, show Hot Topics, but she but... now has to recognize she's a celebrity. Yeah. And understand, you out here talking about everybody else's tea, mm-hmm. please believe they're going to put your tea out on Front Street, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And like you said, get ahead of it. Yeah. Can nobody read you with your own? And then you get to control the narrative. Yeah. But also, I think that, you know, she missed an opportunity, like you said, mm-hmm. to really be an advocate and mm-hmm. be a face. Yeah. To be, you could have been next Betty Ford, sis. Okay. You know, I know you got your little Hunter Foundation and you helped some wow. people in the tri-state area. But it doesn't seem like you're coming forth with it from a honest, open, right. clear place. And again... I understand how addiction works. Addiction is a disease. It's very hard. Lots of people battle with it. It's a lifelong thing. Mm-hmm. Relapse is a part of addiction. Right. You know, it's, and it it's sad. And, it's and a, I don't yeah. want her to have to relapse. But also, honey, I really do want what's best for Wendy. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, Wendy Williams, the brand, the image, the what she has become today was built on her back. And I feel like her husband has probably led her to this point. And honey, you need to let him go. Right. Because one, he's out here just disrespecting you. Okay. And you don't deserve that. Right. You don't need that. What? Why are you so tied to him that you're letting, you're allowing him to destroy everything that you created single handedly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girl. I mean, that's and that's another thing. That's another level to it because it does seem like all the stuff that he's doing with the mistress and the private investigator and this, that, and the third. Yeah, I mean, it could have triggered her. It could have driven sure. her back to using drugs again. Right, to and try so, to escape her reality. Right, and so, but when you're perpetuating a false reality, then that's a problem too. Because like Lauren Hill said, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And if mm. you're out here living in this fantasy and perpetuating mm. it by saying, oh no, you know, it's my shoulder and... Yeah. And even on the show, she's like, she's like, I know you guys don't think of me this way because I'm on the show and I'm so glamorous and glamorous. No, she's missing the point. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a Bible verse for her? Um, not offhand. Okay. You know, this Terry Collins is popping, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Well, yeah. honey, we, we're, we're sending you a serenity prayer, Wendy. <laughs> we are thinking of you. You know, have the courage and the wisdom to accept the things you can connect, mm-hmm. change, and the wisdom to know the difference something or something like, like that. that. Yeah. It's getting to me, too. We love you. We care for you. Get yourself right. And if it means letting go of your man, <laughs> blah, blah, here's the duo. Yes. But we are wishing and praying for you. But you need to get a better PR people <laughs> and a better husband. Yes. All right. Let's get on to the next topic. Yes. What's the next category? One of our favorite categories of all time. <laughs> Cardi, Barty. Fagan. Body. Hata, Molly. I missed something. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, please me, baby. Who's that? <laughs> That's her song with Bruno Mars. Oh, I didn't like that song. And you know you gotta. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it because I think it just reminded me of like a bad 90s R&B song. Yeah. And Bruno Mars... Didn't he get sued for like using somebody else's stuff? I feel like I'm he not sure, is, but he's beyond referential. Yeah, he is like an intellectual property suit waiting to happen. Yes, because it's beyond the vibe. Yeah, it's like note for note, damn near. Yeah, his but, whole thing is like, yeah, but the 90s are hot now. You know, it's about 20 years to mm-hmm. when things get hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just clear because I remember the 90s, so now I feel old. Well, you well, are. well I'm getting there, honey. I'm still snatched and tight. Keep these well. serums. Keep these serums on this skin. 
touch the, the skin, skin, honey. honey. <laughs> you just look like an overgrown orangutan. <laughs> that was mad racist, by the way. Was it? I think it was. Who's she saying it to? That was um, Venus Extravaganza said that. She was a little Latina, the little one. Mm-hmm. She was so precious and delicate. I mean, but it was the 80s. Yeah. But today we'll be calling her to the carpet for being racist. But that's neither here well, nor there. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Back to Cardi. <laughs> so, um, she has announced that she is now, well, she filed, not announced, she, really. yeah. she filed an application with the copyrights for, to copyright one of her catchphrases. Oh, this is trademark. Oh, trademark. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's a difference. Yeah, no, there's it's a to trademark. Yeah. yeah. It's, co- it's not really, it's a more of a trademark. Mm-hmm. She wants to use it on particular merchandise. merchandise. Such as clothing, mm-hmm. um, you know, cups, mugs, yeah. whatever you find in a souvenir shop. Basically. And she wants to trademark. Mm-hmm. Okrr. Is that how you say it? Okrr. Oh, it's okrr. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okrr. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's spelled okay U. R R R. Three R's. Yes. Yeah. It's very specific in the application. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this. Because I feel like Does she own that? Okay. I think that it doesn't matter if she owns it. Well, it doesn't matter. Is she the creator of it? No. Right? Like she's for not. example. Copyright gets really, really muddy. Yeah. And I mean I took the class. Um but you it pass. gets muddy. I did pass. Oh. I will tell you what I got. <laughs> a bitch passed. Right. Uh, but no, uh, copyright law is really confusing because it wants to be able to build, it yeah. wants to allow artists the ability to build mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. what's been done before mm-hmm. and to have inspiration a la Beyonce, but it also wants to protect artists for what is unique Correct. and distinctive. Yeah. I think that okrrr is pretty distinctive, but now it's already become a part of the lexicon. It's yeah. no different than on fleek. Right. And it's going to get tired. Yeah. And people aren't going to be going okrrr five years from now. They're, they won't. Copyright your musics, mm-hmm. your bodies of work. Yeah. That Bruno Mars child will actually <laughs> reuse yeah, in another 20, 30 years. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. It was a reach for me because also she, so she's trademarking occur with three R's. And then she's also filing another application for the same thing, but with two R's. Because oh, the she wants, yeah. So, because she wants to like limit people who might be trying to counterfeit. Mm her okra. Well, this is interesting. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I don't think that. anything will happen with it because even Beyonce, remember when she was trying to trademark Blue Ivy, the name? Right. Yeah. And they got denied like three or four times. Right. Yeah. And so. Kylie got denied as well. Ooh, did you see that? Um, by, by, by Kylie Minogue. Yeah. But did you see that Kylie had Caitlyn's trademark denied? Why? Because Caitlyn was trying to trademark something about... Um, Jenner something like skincare or something and Kylie was like "Uh uh-uh bitch like you're not gonna mess up my brand they said that Caitlyn could have filed it as like Caitlyn Jenner whatever company Mm. she was trying to create but since she just called it Jenner then she's uh, trying to capitalize off of the Jenner name which which is now associated with with the the Kardashians well yeah yeah got it Mm -hmm. speaking of Cardi did you hear about that new stripper movie that's coming out called Hustler yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Well, it's starring Constance. It's Wu got like yeah from Crazy Rich Crazy Asians, Rich Asians Jennifer, Fresh Off the Boat, yeah Jennifer Lopez, uh-huh. J- Julia Stiles, 
Ooh, she ain't been hot since Save the Last Dance. Thank you. Don't stop. Get it. Get it. Ooh. Remember that? Gonna do it. Gonna Ooh, do it. Yeah. Gonna do it. That was Carrie Washington's first movie. But Think she didn't even dance in that. She didn't even dance in that. Who, Carrie? Yeah. Nah, but Carrie did wrap that gap top around Julia Stiles' head when she went up in the club. She did, but. And gave her them hoop earrings. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I used to. Save the Last Dance was to be my favorite movie when I was 13. Mm. I watched it like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is Bad. Yeah, that just lets you know when you're 13, like you think you know it all and you think you hot shit, but bitch, you were just garbage. Yeah. You were garbage. Mm-hmm. The movie does not stand the test of time. <laughs> it's a trash ass horrible. It was bad back then. It was good. No, it was. You could not tell 13 year old Justin to say the last dance was not everything. That was my favorite movie. I remember that whole dance. Yeah, questionable Don't taste. stop. Get it. Get it. I'm real. I'm gonna do it. Gonna do Even it. that song was horrible. You can do it. Put your back into it. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was a jam. Please, oh, when I used to go to the skating rink, we used to get it. The one where they were shooting up. Oh, that was a VFW. That was a VFW. Oh, okay, okay. Not nah, a skating rink. They ain't shoot up the skating oh, okay. rink. <laughs> skating rink. The, the skating rink has security. But it has Julia Stiles. Mm-hmm. I know who Mercedes Rule is. She is from something I don't know. Oh, Trace Lissette's gonna be in it. Who's that? Oh, that's my bitch. I don't know her. She is, um, she's, she used to play on Transparent. Oh, she's okay. a trans actress. Oh, okay. You know who I love? One mm-hmm. of my um, IG boos is Johnny Sibili. Mm-hmm. He's like real cool with her. That's like one of his oh, good duties. Okay, okay. She's fly. Like she's a trans girl. Her mm-hmm. body's everything. She be, she used to walk face in the balls. Oh, I forget okay. how she was in, but mm-hmm. she's everything. I know she was going to be in it. And she used to strip. Oh. As did Cardi. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what's up. I saw the headlines. I didn't know Trace was in it, so I just looked at this article. Oh, that, now I'm kind of behind it. I'm Solely because of Trace. Mm, no. Like, fuck Cardi. Uh, no. It just seems a mess. Like, they threw anybody in it. What's it about? Ex-strippers? Strippers that, like, band together to, like, take down, like, some of the Girl, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, what was that movie where um, they stole the jewels? Like Ocean's Eight, Ocean's Eight, yeah, yeah, with Rihanna. But my thing is, you got old strippers and young strippers. You got yeah. strippers spending thirty years. Well, you do have them old strippers at the bar who got like bullet holes and like stab wounds and they die. Damn, yeah, saggy ass titties. I mean, they've somebody been, buying they've, it. They've been sucked for milk. <laughs> <laughs> they they dry. They just they just puffing out some of that. But you know what? They work. They hustle. They hustle. Yeah, their work mm-hmm. ethic is like the bomb. I mean, I do love a stripper now. That is one thing. I'm a gay that loves a stripper. I love to go to a strip club. Really? I've never been to a strip club. <gasps> oh, but you lie. I've been to strip events, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one time. What you doing weekend after next? Mm-hmm. We'll see. You trying to go to a strip club? No. You ain't never been, you've never been to a strip club. No, I've been to strip events. Okay. Can I tell a quick story? Okay. Okay. One of my friends, she knows who she is. She told me the story. I was not with her. But she was down at Onyx. They closed it. I know they're closing, mm-hmm. but she she it was a years ago. Oh, okay. She was at Onyx. Mm-hmm. It's this big club, strip club in Philly. It's not like King of Diamonds, but it's like the biggest black strip club in Philly. Okay. Now it's Vanity Grand, but whatever. And she said this girl was there with her man, mm-hmm. which is common. Okay. And the girl was grinding up on her man. Okay. And she said, but like before the, the girl started grinding up on her man, he was tipping the strippers. Okay. And then once he stopped paying attention to the strippers, and was paying attention to his girlfriend, the stripper jumped down off the stage and punched the girlfriend across the face oh. and said, bitch, I don't come to your job and do your job. Basically. And they started fighting. 
Now, I feel like that's a, I'm starting, and thank you, Sam, for that story. But I was not there. I did not witness it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, I wish someone would come to my job and do my job. But then again, I don't work for tips. Yeah. Well, I could see the stripper's point in that, though. Right. Because yeah. she just she just felt, maybe one thing if the dollars kept coming, but they yeah, didn't. Yeah, they stopped. Once they stopped, it's like, okay, bitch, like, you got to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you tipping too, I'm trying to make this money. So in college, we would call them art shows. That art was like shows? Art shows, yeah. That Sorry. was like the, the code word for it. Because uh-huh. like one of our fraternity brothers, he loved strippers. And so he would have these events at his house and the strippers would come. And so <laughs> there was this one time, this stripper, her name was Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. And she came with this other stripper who, I don't know her name, but she disappeared. I think she was... Making extra money upstairs, if you know what I'm saying. But, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> but Lovely put in work. She had like, remember that song? It was like a Faith Evans song. And that was like her like get hype song. Like the, the skating rink song? Sorry, some of my adolescent memories of the skating rink. What was the name of the song? It was like a mid-tempo. Mm. Continue, continue. Anyway, but anyway, Lovely had this trick where she can make a dollar beer. A she dollar beer, a dollar bill appear and disappear, <gasps> and that's all I was like. And she could light a match. No, but she could shoot an ice cube across the room <gasps> into a glass. Let's of see, water. that's beyond stripping when you get to that point. I mean, that's she pulled a banana, probably. All right, let's play a game. Do you know your stripper name? No. Okay, so your stripper name is supposed to be your first pet. Okay. Plus the street you grew up on. Pepper McNeil. <laughs> Pepper McNeil? Yeah. Okay. I'm Pebble St. James. Wow. No, those are two good names. They That's bitch. Okay. Pepper McNeil and Pebble St. James coming to a strip club near you, you, bitch. Get your coins. Get your dollars out. Yes. 20s are preferred. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you can ball it up and throw it at me. Ooh. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Make it rain on me. Okay, I mean. make it rain. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Pepper McNeil. Yes. McNeil. Mm. Are you Irish? <laughs> yes. Pebble St. James coming through. That sound like Ooh, that sounds like a porn star name, though. <laughs> I mean. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get our stripper montage. <laughs> that, that category should have been named Strippers. Yes. Make Players Club. Players Club. <laughs> Diamonds. <laughs> Oh, make that money don't oh, let it make to, you yes I used to love to play as club really I love that movie well closed legs don't get fed bitch <laughs> oh my god let's get off this category let's get off this category next 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 thank you next thank you next well that would be a good stripper song though it would oh yes I bet it's popping in the top. <laughs> we might need to we go. We need to go. We need to go. Maybe we could do a live recording with Ooh. the strippers. <gasps> yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Going from strippers to porn stars to uh, political reports. <laughs> Let's get serious. Well, some strippers. Stormy. Oh, Stormy is a stripper. Well, and I thought she was a porn star. She's an adult performer. She's an adult uh, entertainer. Entertainer. Okay. Let's, let's get the whole umbrella. Okay. Well, I mean... It's not the news just broke. We mm-hmm. felt like we needed to talk about it. You know, we try to keep it light and keep it fun. We but do. this is a serious matter. Yes. Uh Mueller just came out with his report what saying that he found no conspiracy. Lies. Uh but he stopped short 
of uh, exonerating 45 of um, collusion to right. like prevent justice right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there could still be a potential collusion charge, but this is my thing. You were charged and indicted and sentenced everyone Everybody under the sun. Else. Yeah. How does that not lead to the that main person. individual that they right. all supported and rallied around? Yeah. This is, we are living in the real world, house of cards. I really think there was a getcha gotcha and some threats. Oh, definitely. And he was told don't issue that report yeah. with the real tea. Right. And even going back to Comey, they got something on Comey right. that he does not want to get out. They do. Yeah. So it's the getcha gotcha. We're being played. This is what our country's become. This yes. is the democracy that we all love and support allegedly. Right. And welcome to America. These investigations have been going on for what? How long? Like his whole presidency. Yeah. And yeah. Since like, it's almost honestly, it's been it was two years in November. Yeah, and now we what? December, January, February. It's been two years like and two four months. months. Yeah, and the most you can say is, oh yeah, there was collusion, but I mean maybe not. There was no collusion. There was no collusion, but okay, maybe not. I mean, but he didn't. Up, but he, but he might have obstructed justice. Girl, bye. But then, if he was obstructing justice, what is it? What was he obstructing for? What was yeah. his motive to obstruct if right. there was no collusion? Yeah. It only makes sense. It doesn't. But I think at this point, he's already halfway through his presidency. Mm -hmm. It's like, let's just hope and pray that this Murasuka is out and keep it pushing. Because my thing is, honestly, I think they had true tea on him right away. They definitely do. They had true tea on him before he was inaugurated. Yeah. But this is the country we live in where you give these certain people power. And let's just get off this topic because I'm getting mad. I am done. Let's move on. Did you see all back? But can I give a a shout out to Sugar Kane? Sugar Kane on RuPaul's Drag Race. They had a challenge where they had to all dress in orange. Oh, and mess. she came dressed in orange as President Trump. Oh, no. And she, was, she walked out of the runway eating Cheetos. <laughs> I thought it was clever. And she was, she was beating the Cheetos on her face. Oh, no. I thought it was clever. I thought oh, it was wow. funny. Uh, I noticed some people gave her a, a, a boot, but mm-hmm. I gave her a toot. Sorry, Raja <laughs> and Aquaria. You know I love drag queens. I love nothing more than like mm-hmm. Jesus, my mother, Oprah, Beyonce, mm-hmm. Naomi, RuPaul. And RuPaul is drag queens. Yeah. I okay. love drag queens. In that order? In that order. In that order. Okay, Mama. All right. All right. Come on, Vama Nose, child. Let's get to this next <laughs> category. <laughs> Not Vama Nose. <laughs> Vama Nose. See, papi. Vama Nose. Did you aquí, see? Aquí, Mira, mira. Mira. Mira aquí. <laughs> Did you see this? Trailer for this Dorley Explorer movie? Unfortunately, so, I did. So... <laughs> There is a live action version of the Dora the Explorer cartoon (sighs) coming to theater near you. I (laughs) watched the video like as soon as we got to the studio tonight because you told me about it. I didn't know anything about it. And it looked a hot ass mess. Mm -hmm. Hot ass mess. It has Eva Longoria. And every other Mexican you can think of. Who's my girl? Who played Frida? Uh, uh, come on, she she a billionaire. Salma Hayek. Salma You know she's better idiot. Yeah, bitch. My thing is, it felt very Indiana Jones with the training bra. Yeah, very Laura, Laura Croft, Croft with the she training like bra. Over shit. Yeah, <laughs> but then she had like this baby little voice, and I'm like, okay, first off. How is Dora in high school? Because she is a smooth, like, six years old. Thank you. <laughs> With that horrible bob and them bangs. 
Okay, can we talk about the bob? Because again, the main yeah. problem I have is the wig. Yeah. You know how I feel about these bad wigs. Mm-hmm. It looks synthetic. It looked it didn't really move. It was waxy. Yeah. It was a helmet. It was. I'm sorry. You know, and I get the live actions, the thing now. You know, with but. the Lion King and the Aladdin. Mm-hmm. But again. But again, this is not a classic. Mm-hmm. Keep it where you got it. Keep it where it was. I mean, it's Blue's Clues, the live action coming out next. <laughs> well, that was kind of live action because they had Steve. Oh, he was a creeper. Yeah. I mean, is Teletubbies a live action coming out next? Those are live action, though. Oh, is Big Bird the live action? Maybe I don't know what live you action is. You don't know what live action is, child. You need to just stop. <laughs> but, yes. They... <laughs> It had this whole storyline, and first of all, in the trailer, Dora got all kinds of weapons and explosives in her backpack. Oh, shit. <laughs> she was trying to get into the high school. I'm like, girl, you probably get expelled from there. It's gone too far. Yeah. It's gone too far. And then she had like a Bowie knife. She had all kinds what of What is shit. a Bowie knife? That big old knife that like Rambo got. Like a machete? No. It's like probably like six, seven inches. It's remember like Rambo. Big enough. Uh, Stop. Size queen. <laughs> but you know, like a Rambo knife. Okay, okay. Yeah. She had like that in her backpack. I'm like, girl, you're doing the most. You supposed to only have um maps. Right. And that monkey. And boots. Yeah. Oh my god. This is a mess. Papa the pig, the live action version, which is really just Charlotte's way. Basically. Oh my god. Anyway, it's it's our next category, which is actually a new category. Maurice, do you want to introduce it? Right. So this week we are debuting a realness section. Yeah. This is a section where we're just gonna keep it real. Keep it real. At this point, you know, the drink is popping. <laughs> It's full. And we're just going to take a moment to, you know, talk about our real lives. Keep it real. We spend a lot of time talking about, you know, celebrities and what Cardi B doing and what Beyonce doing. And, you know, this is kind of a segment to get to know us a little bit more. Yeah. How, what we think about things and, you know, how we keep it real. And also to connect with you in your real lives. Yeah. Because, you know, ain't none of these celebrities paying our bills. Not yet. When they going to start? Soon, hopefully, because that rent coming up. I mean, but for real. But, like, you know, it's just about keeping us, keeping it real with us and just yeah. talking about more real topics. Yeah. Whether it be dating, um, you know, just day-to-day life, mm-hmm. finances, career. Yeah. career. You know, that's kind of, it's, it's essentially just a new category. Mm-hmm. But we're labeling this segment called Realness. realness. All right. So what's our inaugural realness topic? So this week, I think we're going to talk about... Living a more simple life. I feel attacked. Like white woman attacked? Yes. <laughs> I feel attacked. Why? Because I know that this is something I don't do. But I feel like you're trying to call me to the carpet. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. And it's not even a magic carpet. <laughs> okay, Aladdin. I can show you the world. Please don't. So... <laughs> Living a simple life. I think that we've talked about it, you know, a lot of times where we talk about how people get caught up in social media and we talk about how people present, you know, this alternate version of themselves and just different things about how we make life so complicated. Okay. And we feel like we're missing out on something if we're not living this life that we can project and portray on social media 
in different, you know, outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. How can we like just be authentic? Right. And present, you know, our authentic lives. And so I read this article the other day, and this is probably what um, prompted this actual uh, topic was um, this guy who lives in Oregon. And he said that one aspect of his life that he wanted to make more simple was he implemented uniform dressing. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? I don't. I have not heard of it in such literal terms, but okay. I think I know what you mean. Okay, so this guy, he essentially wears the same thing every day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So he has about six pairs of the same pants, ten of the same shirts, you know, like... 10 pairs of socks, I think you said, and like 20 pairs of the same underwear. I don't even feel sanitary. 10 pairs of the same socks, sis. You need at least 30 socks. No, you don't. You can just wash them. 14 socks then. Okay, but, you know, he probably got a wash and dryer in his unit. Ooh. And so, <laughs> he essentially wears the same thing every day. Black pair of pants, black socks, black mm-hmm. underwear. He has the same gray t-shirts. If the weather's um, a little bit cold, he has a, a jacket he wears, and if it's uh, like really warm, he has like three pairs of the same shorts. Okay, so is this minimalism or is this? It's essentially minimalism. I, I can't. To me, I can't get down with this. Why idea. not? Because to me personally, it takes the magic out of life. To me, mm. I feel like you know. I can't even... A lot of people lay out their clothes the evening the night before. before yeah. They'll iron them and they'll hang them up and they'll be like, this is what I'm wearing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can't even do that because I found that that exercise is futile because I would intend to wear a blue suit with a white shirt and a burgundy tie mm-hmm. the next day to go to work. Mm-hmm. When I would wake up and I would be feeling like a charcoal gray kind of a mood. Okay. And for me... Well, you're I, fickle though. But not only that, I also look at clothing as an expression of my emotions, my feelings. And I use it as a way to communicate how I feel to the world and how I feel about myself. Okay. And it not only comes down to color, fit, style, Mm -hmm. print. It's it's a whole bunch of factors in garments Mm -hmm. that come together. Okay. And for me, it's how I want to feel first. And then how I feel then communicates my expression to the world. So I feel like for me, in the in terms of dressing, like I never went to private school. I never went to mm-hmm. a, a school where I had to wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. Dressing was a big thing. I don't know if many listeners know, but I was voted best dressed in middle school, <laughs> high school, college, and law school. Okay. I had a long running of being the best dressed person on mm-hmm. campus. Um so not that I value what you wear, because I understand that some people don't. And some people can just wear the same thing every day, and that's mm-hmm. fine for them. But for me, the way I dress and the way I present myself to the world means a lot to me. It's, right. it's the way I express myself. Okay. And that's valid. But how much time do you devote to that? How much energy do you devote to that? How much money do you devote to that? A lot. A lot. But it's worth it. Is it? It's worth it for because me. Because what if you take all of that, you, you remove all of that? Like right. what, how much more time will you have? How much more money will you have? And how much more energy will you have to devote to actually doing things? But it's everything about time, money, or energy. It is. How much more happiness would I have, right? Well, okay, much... okay, okay, right. Mm-hmm. No shade. But don't people's families, don't people's children cost mm-hmm. them a lot of time, energy, and money? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
but take their fucking children away from them and they'd be sad people. Well, some of them. Some of them. Some of them would be happy, right? <laughs> they'd be like, please take these bastards yeah. away. Don't bring them back. Mm-hmm. But some things that, some things that bring you joy and happiness are priceless. And I think that, you know, mm-hmm. the savings and time, energy and money mm-hmm. don't necessarily negate the happiness that, that you derive from those things. And for me, just dressing and expressing myself, and I will admit, the older I've gotten and more busy I've gotten in my career, the less focus I put on what I wear because mm-hmm. I honestly just don't have the energy or the time right. to devote to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I love the weekend because you know what? Honestly, you know, a suit is a uniform. Yeah. And there's only so Basically. many things you can do with it. Mm-hmm. But on the weekend, oh, I live because this is when I get to kind of be fun and funky and cool. Mm-hmm. But I hear what you're saying. And even to a certain extent, for me, I notice that as I've gotten older, my color scheme is very limited. Black, All white, I'm, gray. <laughs> I really That's stick to, it. I wear black, white, gray. Mm-hmm. On a good day, I might wear navy. Ooh. Fancy. You know, in the summertime, I'll hit you with a a, a tan, a beige, or a taupe. Mm-hmm. But I really, you know, I don't wear colors. That's good. Your skin tone, though. Well, partially, but I don't wear color a lot. You um, never really, really see me. I wear gray, black, and white. Yeah, that's it. That's my motif. Mm-hmm. But again, but that's a certain limiting, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of a uniform. Okay, I can see that. When do I wear color? Rarely. Rarely. Yeah. So I can, I, I, I understand. Yeah, but I think my questioning of this is that how much can you simplify your life like if you didn't have to think about oh what suit am i going to wear today what tie am i going to wear today what this am i going to wear today what underwear am i going to wear today how much more time could you spend how much more energy can you use to focus on what really matters because that really doesn't matter it doesn't matter right but it it, it doesn't matter to the world, but it's not about living your life for the world. It's about living your life for yourself. Okay. Right? So when I wake up uh-huh. in the morning, for me, it depends on how I feel. So me laying out the outfit the night before, mm-hmm. I'll wait. there's been countless times I've woken up and said, uh-uh, I'm not feeling that mood. But I think okay. it depends on the person, right? For example, right. some people, they spend a lot of time and energy on what am I going to eat, right? And for okay. example, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a good cook. Mm-hmm. And I like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I am a good cook. I have lots of people who are vouch. Okay. But for me, I get tired of food a lot, right? Well, so I find that the best thing for me is to prep all my meals in the beginning of the week. I don't like that. Because then I don't have to spend a lot of energy and time mm-hmm. thinking about what I'm going to eat every day or every other day. Okay. On Sunday, I go to the grocery store, get all my food, cook it, prep it, package it. I'm good for Monday through Thursday. Mm-mm, maybe try by Thursday. Depending on what you make. Yeah. But... For me, like now you see the opposite, mm-hmm. you feel like it's dry. But for me, the dryness or whatever, or the not the lack of freshness is yeah. worth it because f- figuring out what to cook and make for myself stresses me out. So it's worth it to do it on Monday, okay, or Sunday, okay, meal prep Monday, meal prep Monday, whatever. But okay, so then it's like two different things. So some people put emphasis in what they wear, and that dictates how they move throughout their day, their week, whatever. Right. I think that with other people, yeah, it could be, oh, what are we having for dinner tonight? Mm-hmm. That could be, like, their stressor. But you're not going to eat the same thing every day. Because it's not just about clothes. It's, right. It can be, you know, anything in life. Like, we, like Wendy Williams, she out here telling lies and... Not telling lies. Making, well, making, minimalizing, you know... Not telling whole truths. Right. Not telling whole truths and just making it seem one way when it's really another. And, you know... 
it could all be so simple, but people would rather make it hard. Like if you told okay, the Lauren. truth this time, yeah, I'm on my Lauren Hill kick. <laughs> you are. Yeah. And so it's like, Come you know, on. Ooh, no, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Almost off. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if you tell your truth today, you don't have to lie about it tomorrow. If you give your best self right now, you don't have to worry about it two weeks from now. You know, sure. so it's just like, we spend a lot of time projecting and professing something to be one way when we could just just make it so simple remove all of the things that are just not worthy of your time your Mm -hmm. attention or your energy right but that's again i think that's on a case by case basis i don't think so i do i don't for the individual no i think it's a case by case basis i don't i think that things are baseline simple we just choose to make them hard right okay so then for example right Mm -hmm. My skincare regime. Mm-hmm. I was talking with one of my sisters, and I was like, "Oh, you know, she was having a little breakout." And okay. I was like, "Oh, girl, you should do this, this, this." I gave her like five steps to do in the morning and five steps to do at night. Okay. And she was like, "That's too much." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I just need one thing to do. Like yeah. that's too stressful. That's too much time." She has children, a husband. I get that. Like, she might not have the fifteen minutes to devote to doing her skincare mm-hmm. regime. I do, but I can say that for me. You know, I don't have children. I'm not married. Mm-hmm. But I, but for me right now, a lot of single people don't do what I do for my skin. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's a complicated process. It's not, it's like more like a 10-step process right. at night and then like a seven-step process in the morning. Mm-hmm. But for me, is it complicated? Sure. But is it worth it? Yes. And I think that but, that's what it's about. It's about the cost-benefit analysis to the value that it's it It's the brings. value you put in, yeah. Because if you simplify everything... Mm-hmm then maybe you're taking the joy and the magic out of life. I don't think so. I, I do. I don't think so. I do. Because I think that we equate simple with basic. When you live your life simply, it's not boring. It's just, mm. you're just removing all the extra stuff. Like on the weekends, I don't need to be running here, there, doing this, that, and the third. Because at the, thing, at the end of the day, it's like, well, where was my energy what did I bring to these million things that I did? Right. Whereas if I concentrate on this one thing, how much better can I make that? Sure. So I think that we just need to look at, you know, how we spend our energy. But people are different mm-hmm. and operate in their wild differently. Because again, you know me on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I do 11 things. Yeah. But for me, it's because during the week... I don't have the opportunity. Honestly, like during the week, it's mm-hmm. just all work. I wake up. I have a full-time job. I understand that you do. And I'm not saying that your job is any harder or more rigorous or stressful than mine. Mm-hmm. But it's how I'm wired. I wake up. I go to work. I do that job. I come home. I eat dinner. And then I go to sleep. And I wake up and do it all over again for five days straight. So I want those two days mm-hmm. to fill with family, friends, and activities and things that I can't get done during the week. You know, but in the end, I and I've talked with you about it Mm -hmm. because it stresses me out because I'm always tired. Yeah, because I never get a chance to rest. Rest. (laughs) That's the problem. But again, and then that's when I have to have the balance of okay, Mm -hmm. I need to scale back, I need to simplify because Mm -hmm. rest is also important. Mm -hmm. Because if I rest, then I can work more efficiently, Mm -hmm. and I can also have fun more efficiently. Right. But for me, it's about balance. But then a lot of things come in like fear of missing out, FOMO. Um, you know, just wanting to be here, there, and everywhere. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, I just want to experience the most of life that I can while I can. Right. But over the years, I've gotten better at saying no. 
That's and, what you have to do sometimes. And prioritizing myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also, I used to be a scheduler, mm-hmm. and I used to operate on an itinerary. This and this and this mm-hmm. and this and this. But now I'm kind of, my weekends are still busy, but they're busy in like a serendipitous way. It's like, for example, on what? Today I woke up, I had no plans. Mm-hmm. But I went, you know, had brunch and ate and went out. And it's just, I kind of let the day unfold and see what it was. But I wasn't going to just be in my house. I guess. I don't know. I think you need to chill out a little bit more. I probably do. Yeah. I probably do. And I agree with you, but it's hard for me because just me sitting in the house, I'm like, oh, I could be out here. I could be out here in the well, streets. Well, I don't think it's running. just sitting. It's not about just sitting in the house. And that's where I think the disconnect is because a lot of people think that when someone says, oh, you just need to have a more simple, simple life or you need to, you know, kind of reduce your activities. People think it's just sitting at home when it's not. It's mm-hmm. like being present where you are, being more engaged with what right. you're doing, spending more focus, more energy, and making what you are sitting in front of. But see, your it's also thing. about your philosophy and approach to life. Right. You are a water sign. What does that mean? So I think that water signs are used to being more still. Still it's, waters run deep. Still waters run mm-hmm. deep. But when it's time for the river to be raging and going, you can go. So mm-hmm. you have this adaptability where you can do both Mm -hmm. but water is always this constant thing where it kind of just goes where it needs to be to serve itself okay right i'm a fire sign fire in the idea of fire and the integrity of fire it wants to consume it wants to build Mm -hmm. it always wants more 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 it's Mm -hmm. always seeking out more 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 and doing more and fire's don't know how to contain themselves. The very nature of a fire is it wants to be a forest fire. It wants to just burn everything. Mm, scorched the earth. Scorched earth, honestly. You know, water can contain itself if it's in a container where it can be contained, you know. I don't. But... Maybe I'm getting too deep for our listeners. I'm very into the Zodiac and all those you things. Are. But you know, fire and water operate very differently. That's why we're so confrontational. Why? Because it's fire and water? Yes. Well. It gets steamy in here. Mm-hmm. But he be trying to put out my fire, bitch. I'm not trying to pull it out. I'm trying to contain it. But I can't be contained. Well, you need to be. Ooh, anyway. <laughs> well, child, let's get to the next segment. Our next segment is... I, I said, said what, what I, I said. said. So earlier in the podcast, I spoke briefly about the new Jordan Peele-directed movie, mm. Us, starring Lupita Nyong'o. Mm. How was her wig? Which one? In the movie. Which one? I don't know. Well, actually, there's only one. Okay. I didn't like it. Okay. I don't like none of her wigs. I didn't like the wig in the movie. So I'm going to try to say as much as I can without giving any spoilers. So you can listen. I will be very cognizant of what I say. And if I do believe that I'll be giving away a spoiler, I will inform you. Okay. But I did not like the movie. So this okay. is a horror movie. Yeah. I think that... His... Is it horror or is it like a thriller? I actually would... Thank you for saying that. Uh-huh. I would actually uh, categorize it more as a thriller. Okay. Because I don't do horror, but I right. love psychological thrillers. That, yeah, I like psychological. Um, but the thing about a psychological thriller is that it should not be predictable. Mm-hmm. And it should not be obvious. Okay. And that it has to leave the viewer with a oh my God, I didn't even see that coming Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. kind of feeling. For me personally, 
I broke down the entire plot of us within the first 10 minutes of the movie. So it doesn't really keep you on the edge of your seat Mm -hmm. because you've already figured out the plot. But why was you still standing up and yelling at the screen then? Because there were certain parts that were frightening, uh-huh. but they weren't horrific. Okay. Okay. So, for, for example, mm-hmm. there are horror movies to me that deal with, oftentimes deal with the supernatural, right? Ghosts, mm-hmm. things that are like with paranormal, paranormal, mm-hmm. exorcism, haunted houses. Those things scare me, and I don't fuck with that. Okay. But I don't fuck with that to a certain extent mm-hmm. because I feel like it's real and it exists. Okay. The scenario, without giving away too much, in us, um, to me. I wasn't, I would almost consider it sci-fi adjacent because Mm -hmm. it didn't operate in the paranormal. Mm -hmm. It was almost like there was a major premise of the movie Mm -hmm. that I could not suspend my reality to believe in because I don't believe that it would be feasible or cognizable. Is that real word? Cognizable? Yeah. Probably not. Okay. But I don't think that <laughs> the, the, the uh, a main premise of the movie would uh-huh. actually happen in reality. And when you, it doesn't feel real to me, then it can't be scary. Because when it's scary, it's like, oh shit, this could actually happen. Right. But if it's like, oh my god, it, it, it's sci-fi, this would never happen. Then yeah, it's no longer it's scary not. because mm-hmm. now now it's a fantasy film. I can see that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I believe in ghosts. You know, like in the preview mm-hmm. of um, they showed Stephen King's um, Pet Cemetery. Oh, uh, uh-uh. that looks scary because I believe they did a remake. Yeah, they, Ooh, it's coming no out. Man. It's coming out. Uh-uh. But I'm like, oh, that looks scary yeah. because I believe in death. I believe in mm-hmm. ghosts. I believe in reincarnation. I believe that. in people coming back. I'm not seeing that. Mm-mm. That's too close to reality. Yeah, and I didn't understand the premise of us in the preview. There's a point in the movie, and everyone knows it, and I'm without saying it, where it changes, and you're like, oh snap. But as soon as I understood the premise, I was like, oh, wait, this isn't scary anymore. Mm, okay. And it was really obvious. And you know, this, and this goes to, now let's get really to my, I said what I said, because I gave you the primer of the movie. But this yeah. is my, I said what I primer? said. Huh? Primer? Primer. Oh, that was primer. Primer? Yeah. Anyway, keep anyway, going. Primer, like the first quote. <laughs> I understand how people of color, specifically black people, have been excluded from many areas of industry. Right. Whether it be medicine, law, education, technology, IT, which honestly we're really being excluded from a lot. Uh, the new cannabis industry, which is booming in many states, we're being excluded from as well. Okay. As in addition okay, to AOC. it's true. Mm-hmm. In addition to Hollywood. What Colorado though? How many black people in Colorado? A decent amount. Mm-hmm. In addition to black people in Hollywood, and I do believe that representation in the media is important and is a great equalizer. And I think, especially in a country like America, where we are so, so um, attached to our entertainment and our television and our media, that we have equal representation and fair representation. Uh, And we, we presently do not have that. So please don't understand what I'm going to say in terms of my, I said what I said, uh, as being uh, negative or too harsh. But I think that we need to be fair. And I think that it's clear that I am for the representation and the fair and equal representation of people of color uh, in all areas of the media. However, it needs to, we need to ask ourselves as a community, 
what kind of representation or what quality of representation. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I supported Jordan Peele. I thought that Get Out was an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the best horror film of all time? Probably no. not. But it was a good psychological thriller. It was entertaining as fuck. I'm all about supporting black people. I'm all about supporting black artwork, mm-hmm. black businesses. But again, I don't think that we should support merely because it's the work is by a black person or done by a black person and i might get pushback set black twitter ablaze i'm sorry i might get pushback but i really feel that way because again i've seen things on on facebook and on instagram Mm -hmm. so far and on twitter like good or bad we need to support jordan peele no Mm -hmm. if jordan peele has done a bad film Mm -hmm. we don't need to support it right and i understand that he has beaten the odds as a black filmmaker and, and, and has done now his second big film. But if it's garbage, we let him know it's garbage. Yeah. Because then what we do as a culture and as a group and as a society is we lower the bar. Right. And honestly, the bar is already set high enough for us. For him mm-hmm. to have gotten to this point in his career, mm-hmm. he's had to overcome many things that his peers, mm-hmm. that his white peers specifically, have not had to do. And he's gotten thus far. But we still, as a community and as consumers, must require our artists and our accountants and our lawyers and our doctors and our medical providers and our teachers and everyone and our restaurant waiters and chefs <laughs> to maintain a certain level. Well, and if it does not meet that level, we should not continue to patronize them and support them merely because they are black. Because then what does that say about us as a community? Okay. I think what you're trying to say is that People should not support something for the sole purpose of them being black. Right. And I think that you're also saying that we as a culture have a tendency to do just that. We do. And Issa Rae, when she was on the red carpet for something, when they interviewed her, she was mm-hmm. like, I'm supporting everybody that's black. She says, I'm rooting for everybody I'm black. for everybody black. And okay, that's good. However, at the same time, just because it's black doesn't mean that it's at the level of receiving such praise. Right. Are are you supporting subpar black work? Right. Right. And again, and I understand this is subjective because honestly, I think that this us has grossed already and it's Sunday evening, mm-hmm. 70.3 million. It's the biggest of the box office. No, it's, it's not. This weekend. Captain Marvel. This weekend it is. You sure? Yes. Let me see what Captain Marvel doing. Cause... Okay, but it's 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 just it's it's doing very well at the box office. People are loving it. Mm-hmm. Movies are sold out. And I'm all for supporting. I support it too. But I think that I should have the freedom and the ability in a space to say, hey, I went and I support it. But it wasn't good to me. Yeah, you're allowed that. You know? Ooh, they did beat Captain Marvel. I told okay. you. It was not good to me. Um, Yeah. And but so, I feel like we there's a pressure in the community. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, went, I saw it and it's great and it's good. But to me, honestly, it was not. And I don't feel well, like we should feel pressured to not only support with our dollars, but mm-hmm. also with our opinion mm-hmm. that something was a well-made film when, in fact, it wasn't. Right. To you. Right. But clearly, the numbers say otherwise. Not really, because just because people went to go see it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good film. Yeah, you paid your money to get there, sure. but then once you're there, you can say, oh, I didn't like it. Right. I didn't care for it. And that's what people 
mm-hmm. you know, need to also think because the box office is strictly on dollars. How many people went to go see it? Right. Whereas critical acclaim or reviews afterwards is like, okay, well, yeah, I paid my money to see it, but right. I didn't necessarily like it. It's like, yeah, I paid to go to this restaurant. I ate there, but, but it, was not good. it wasn't good. Right. And so that's another kind of situation that Hollywood also needs to think about where they think, oh, people went to go see it and it made X amount of money. It must be good. But that's not always necessarily the case. And so right. with, you know, I think the point that you're trying to make is that as black people, yeah, we do feel an obligation mm-hmm. to support our own. Right. As a community, as a culture, we do want to see people succeed. Mm-hmm. And it does kind of put us in the awkward space of, okay, well, it wasn't the best, but I mean, I shouldn't say anything bad. Right. Because what will I look like if I say something negative about my own community? Right. And, and I feel like I don't... Honestly, I was nervous about sharing that I yeah, did not yeah. like this film because uh-huh. I didn't want pushback from my own community. Yeah, yeah. But I also have to remain loyal and honest to myself. Exactly. But I think that this was a miss yeah. for Jordan Peele. I mean, I hope well, that he would have done better. I mean, but again, I, just, I felt the same way about Barry Jenkins' second film. It just, it I didn't, didn't see that either. It didn't feel as inspired. Right. I did not see Get Out. I am not going to see Us. I just don't look at. Um, What's his name? Jordan Keegan? Peele. Jordan Peele or Keegan-Michael Key. I don't look at them. Well, this is just Jordan Peele. Let me finish. I'm sorry. I only see them as like Key and Peele on Comedy Central. And I don't necessarily look at Jordan Peele as like a horror, sci- sci-fi, whatever kind of person. Right. It's strictly comedy for me. Oh, okay. And Keegan-Michael um key is the guy from the rocket mortgage commercials he is on there yes he is (laughs) and he can check but i just don't i don't know i just for for me i wouldn't personally see it because i just don't see them as that right you know good good for them he's getting this recognition and success for doing it but i just don't see it for him in that genre but i mean it was funny on comedy central okay and it's and it's also hard to make the leap from one end of the spectrum yeah. to the other. Yeah. But again, yeah. I uh, I do not think that this was a great film. I, I it was mildly entertaining. It was not scary or horrific, nor was it um, a psychological thriller. And I don't think that it lived up to the hype. And I said what I said. Well, you can't get your money back, girl. So you might as well rock with it. <laughs> My I said what I said this week. It's. The springtime, like we said, it's officially spring, mm-hmm. and with the springtime comes the warmer weather. Right, the flowers are budding, the birds are chirping, the little animals are like, you know, all the shit hopping, hopping, and flying, yeah, and carrying like ribbons and rainbows and all sunshine and all kind of shit. Oh, nice. So anyway, with you know the new the change in seasons. We get this outward display of just everything. Mm-hmm. There's so many people out in the city, like running, riding their bikes, p- 
pushing them big ass strollers. strollers through the city. Then you have the people with like they got that leash where they strap it around their chest and they're running with their dog. Oh god. And the dog is always looking like I ain't signing up for this shit. Right. Then you just have all of the athleisure wear coming out the woodwork for oh, four days. Yeah. And we know how you feel about athleisure. I hate athleisure. It just looks nasty to me. Like it just looks like you can smell their body odor. Doesn't it? No. It does. But okay. You you know what I mean though. Because no, there's I, like that's a thin fabric. No, I don't, but okay. Okay, anyway. But usually it's like a, a moisture wicking fabric. Mm, I guess. But you can still see like their lower anatomy. Okay. You just have all these people trying to prove that they're either athletic and they run all the time or they're just taking up space in the city. Right. Like we went for a walk over the weekend and there's just so many people in the city, Ugh. like just out. It's so annoying. And it was so annoying. I'm like, I prefer the cold winter time when there's like nobody out or you're bundled up and you're staying at home. Or if you go out, it's like, you know, pretty much an empty city. Yeah. So my say what I said is I hate when the weather turns warm. And especially this weekend because it's only going to be warm for like one day. Right. And so that one day people just lose their fucking mind. mind. I have to join in, in your eyes. Right. I said. Because driving through the city is also uh-huh. taking a lot longer because people are just like slow rolling with the windows down, down. and the music going slow. Yeah. Also walking on the sidewalk is uh. difficult because in the wintertime people mm-hmm. are walking with um, some urgency. Yeah. Because, because it's, it's cold. cold. Yeah. But they're just like kicking rocks down the sidewalk stopping <laughs> right. and it's like i have somewhere i need to be yeah can you move up like way, bitch? but what kills me is like these aren't young people no. these aren't people new to the world mm-hmm. in seasons these are old ass people mm-hmm. or like people in the 30s and 40s and it's like the solstice and the equinox has happened every year of your life mm-hmm. why are you acting like it's brand new now it is the end of yeah. march it is warm this is what it does in the yeah. end of march keep it pushing get the fuck out of yeah. my way and then do you see the people like especially the guys especially no shirt on mm-hmm. i'm like dude come on yeah i walked in a little highline park degrees. today where the little highline park oh, the little yeah. quarter mile mm-hmm. of philadelphia's little messy rail park mm-hmm. And people were out there suntanning and playing frisbee, mm-hmm. just acting like it was July. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's like going to house. Basically. Go back home. And I said what I said. Yes. Okay, child. Well, let's get into our next segment. Tens. Tens. Tens across the board. So my tens this week is going to a young Nigerian immigrant. His name is... Mm, uh, mm, Tanitolua Adewumi. Okay. Adewumi. Okay. Yes. You know, you know, I'm from Nigeria. Aren't My oh, DNA oh, your is. DNA yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that ancestry.com? So, <laughs> 23 of me, bitch. Oh, sorry. So, 23 of me. None, yes. of them, none of them are sponsors. But if you want to, please write us at categoryispod at gmail.com. <laughs> so he goes by Tani. Tani is a third grader at PS116 in New York. And he won the New York State Scholastic Primary Championship for chess. And his story was actually, like, really inspiring because he's actually homeless. Okay. He and his family fled from northern Nigeria in June 2017. And they've, I guess, been living at homeless shelters in New York ever since then. He has just displayed this 
exceptional gift for chess. He plays and beats up to 100 kids a week oh, in, wow. in chess. Yeah. Wow. So that's really, really, really inspiring. And it took me, um, it was, you know, kind of touched me because my father was really into chess. Aww. And so, yeah, so he, growing up, he would teach us how to play chess. And he had this really nice um, chess set. It was made with like... Um, like this crystal, like natural stone kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. really, it's just really amazing. And so my, after he passed, my older brother has it. So every time uh, I see it, it's just like, you know, nostalgic. a nostalgic moment. And so, you know, just thinking about this young little guy playing chess took me back to when Aww. my dad was teaching us how to play and things like that. So there's actually a GoFundMe account that has raised almost $200,000 for this guy and his family. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, shout out to you, Tani. Congratulations. Adewune. Yes. Tens for you, tens, Mr. Adewume. That's awesome. awesome. I don't know how to play chess. I really do want to learn. You don't know? No, I don't. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm bad at checkers. Well. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad at connect four. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, once you learn, it's really not that hard. But try me in taboo, bitch. Mm. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> congratulations to you, young sir. We're yes. proud of you over here at Category Is. Okay, my tens this week goes mm-hmm. to not a person, not an organization, hmm. but, but a film. Okay. It is not a us. film called Hair Love. Okay. It is an animated short film, which has been picked up by Sony Pictures Animation. And this film is actually produced and created by Matthew A. Cherry, who was an executive producer on the movie Black Klansman, which Black won an uh, uh, Oscar earlier this year. For Best Adapted Screenplay? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, uh, there was a Kickstarter campaign, which was very successful for Hair Love, and now Sony Animation Pictures has mm. picked it up. And Hair Love is a short film which um, follows the story of a young black girl mm-hmm. and her father, and he is... Um, trying to do her hair before a big life event and the mother's unavailable but it's a story about a black father mm-hmm. and his little girl and I think that these stories are so important and I think that there's been a concerted effort in our community to show the presence of black fathers being present in their children's lives but not mm-hmm. only just their male children but their female children and I think mm-hmm. that that's very important and it's beautiful and I think that you know I do love short films because, again, I talk about like me not wanting to be invested in a long film yeah. such as yeah, us like, and then being disappointed at the yeah. end of two hours. Uh, but I think that it's an animation, and I think that that's not a space that we really show lots of films about ourselves. And, and oftentimes, you know, well, Proud Family was not a short film, nor yeah. was it, I mean, it was animation, but it was mm-hmm. a series. But Proud Family was good, and I love Proud Family. It's actually one of my La favorite Sienica. things. La Sienica Boulevard, yes, bitch. <laughs> and Dijonet. <laughs> you know, I loved it. Okay. You know, but I think that, you know, often I love documentaries and documentary forums. Mm-hmm. I think that there's many documentaries that focus on the black experience um, in the in the tragedies and the negatives of it. But I think that it's nice to kind of see ourselves in film. Mm-hmm. Not only major motion pictures, but documentaries and short animated film wherein black people are celebrated and that um, there, there's lots of positivity. So that's what I'm giving my tens to this week. So he never did this girl's hair before? Who's he? The dad. No, he's just... It's it's a heightened pressure because he's doing the little girl's hair for a big event. The mother was made unavailable for various reasons that are not What's explained as of yet. Well, you have to watch Hair Love to figure it out. I won't. 
it seems like a cute story. And I, I think the children's stories, I think that black children should be able to see films and, and books. She ain't got no aunties. Some, some little girls don't. She ain't got no gay aunties. Stop. You be a messy boy. I'm saying they could get her right together for this um, little dance she go to. These little stories are important because I think that there's been a narrative that has been created where black fathers are often not present Mm -hmm. and when they are present they are physically present they're not mentally or emotionally present so i think it's just a nice story i guess i got a lot of questions i'm looking forward to seeing it well it's my 10 so 10s go see here love by matthew a cherry where and when you can is it gonna be on netflix i don't know do your research google it baby get your password okay child well thank you for listening in to another week of category is and joining me and maurice here for our messy ass conversations (laughs) but also enlightening yes and 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 real and real and and let's honor our new category is segment realness (laughs) well we're going to continue each week to kind of open you guys up to just a category that is not so focused on the pop culture the pop culture yeah we talk about us and real life shit. Keeping it real. Yes. And 100. So don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all platforms where Category Is is available. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Stitcher. SoundCloud. And Spotify. Spotify. And don't forget to write us in a listener letter or a question or even to suggest a category at categoryispod at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on all things social media at categoryispod on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. Twitter. All right, guys. Thanks for listening for another week. And we'll see see you next week. week. Bye. Bye.